Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Point Man Podcast with your host, John Imperial, and I am here with Phil Pelletier. Phil, what's going on, man? Hey, John. How's it going tonight? Uh, hanging in there. Long day of work, and I uh, tried going for a run after and felt like a newborn deer with my leg from this past weekend. Yeah. I felt, oh, yeah, I felt all swollen up, or it was. <laughs> Still is. Can't, can't imagine why your leg would be swollen. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, uh, right on my left shin, I took that digger right off your boat trailer and... Man, it's uh, it's swollen up to about the size and a half of what it normally is. It, at least it's not like an egg now. It just I think your whole leg is swollen. Well, I wear those uh, those five eleven socks when I'm working, and they ones that go like all the way up to your knee, so they feel like yeah, diabetic I, socks. Yeah. And so yeah, I took them off today, dude, and the the amount of like the swollen portion like from my boots went, dude. It was not even around my ankles. It was just it stopped right at the top of my boot, uh-huh. and it was just like halfway up my calf was just like. It it bulged out because of how swollen it was. Oh my god! Yeah, rugged. Yeah, that was that was definitely a good uh, a good digger. <laughs> it it's it's hurt. looking okay though. <laughs> it freaking hurt, man. I I did that. You're like, dude, you're right. I'm like, I'm just gonna go walk it off right now. And yeah, and I'm like, uh, take a mile on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, right. So what did you guys do today? Uh hit the boat again. Yeah, yeah, third day in a row. Third day in a row. That was a little. That was a lot. Long Lake. Long Lake. Nice. A lot of people out today. Uh, pretty, I think average for a weekday. I mean, I think summer's definitely wrapping up, so I'm trying to get in boat days while I can, yeah. but you know, you can tell everyone else is too. Good. It's in the middle of friggin' August right now. I know. It's almost that time of year. Almost. It sucks. It's not that it's, you know, not that it sucks. I mean, it's getting towards hunting season and all that sort of stuff, but at the same time, like, I don't want to tend. I no. don't want winter again. No. Because where we live, winter just starts, it seems like it starts a month it's earlier. too early. And it, yeah. it stays till yeah. May sometimes, and and that's why I'm I'm trying to make a case in my head like just moving an hour south, I probably gain almost two months of summertime. <laughs> you really do. It's it's unbearable up here. Just sometimes. go through the notch, and you're all set. It's yeah. you know it's more or less always at least semi clear down there, right? Whether the uh, the clouds get stuck in the mountains up here, come you know? snowfall, I'm going to be all about you know I, I love it up here, but. Yeah, it's just it's just the winter can get long. Snowboarding and all that. Yeah, yeah. So what do you got for over there for a beverage tonight? Well, tonight uh, another one from Tuckerman Brewery. This one is actually my original beer I tried there and my favorite uh, Rock Pile IPA. Nice, and nice. Just a good crisp IPA. I love it. There you go. That's always a good one. Tonight, because of a long day of work, I'm just going with a sparkling ice pomegranate blueberry water. You know what? Actually, my girlfriend turned me on to these, and actually, pretty good. I don't mind them. They are. I think it's a lot of that fake, fake sugar stuff, but they're still they're still good. I mean, yeah. they're like what a dollar a piece at Walmart or yeah, something like exactly. that. So yeah, you can buy a bunch, and it's exactly my frugal ass. Yeah, at least uh, at least it's flavored. Yeah, exactly. So if you guys have been following us uh, recently, we haven't had the chance just because of work schedules, family life, with the summertime and everything, to actually record. So this is coming out probably. Within a few days of us recording it, between me getting the time to actually edit this and, and, and you know, and just trying to get that squared away. But we ended up uh, finally posting a few other pictures on our Instagram. One was a Sunday a buddy check, Sunday safety check, I called it, you know, posting with uh, the different hotlines you can call if you're in trouble and whatnot. So it actually looks, over, looks like it's gone pretty well. And today I posted Phil in color circa 2010 from his... Afghan deployment. Probably taken on a digital camera, which was the bee's knees back then. <laughs> now right. it's like no one carries one of those. <laughs> you know what's funny is I tried to, uh, 
you can promote like on Instagram and whatnot. So right. I, you know, I can actually like advertise the podcast and advertise the the Instagram page, like different areas of not only the country, but the world. So I was going to do that with yours. And because I hadn't edited the photo, I sent you that text, but you're on the boat and whatever. I did. I just left it as is. Yep. And I hadn't edited the photo and I went to promote it said I couldn't because the the photo was in such a low quality for what it's actually. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, even so that picture, I mean, my Afghanistan deployment, yeah, I took a digital camera, like, you know, a 10 megapixel camera, you know, it was all all the rage. (laughs) But then even on my last float, um, two years later, I had an iPhone and I took all the pictures on that. Yeah. And it, it's amazing that the iPhone, even, I don't know what that was, the 4, the 4S back then, you would... took way better pictures already. <laughs> I know, right? And when... I've never had a camera since. When did you enlist? Uh, mm-hmm. 2009. You so you went in, you were what, 20 years old? Yeah. Nine, I turned 20 in boot camp. How was that? I kept that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. I turned 30 in boot camp and I kept that completely to myself. Yeah. 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 No, I kind of, I went into the bathroom, uh, the head, sorry. Yeah. At, at night and uh, just kind of looked at myself in the mirror and that was it. Regretted how the hell did I wind up here? Yeah. That was like five <laughs> days in. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And uh, I was just like, whoa. Those, those first uh, few days. I mean, for the Army, for us, my experience was your first, I think it was, I, I want to say I was stuck at reception for four to five days, which a reception is for the army as you're going and getting right. your medical done, your clothing, right. all that other shit. Um, is that kind of how it was for you guys? You yeah. Just... So we, you pick up and you're based, they basically keep you awake for like 48 hours, mm-hmm. um, doing the same type of stuff. I don't think you do anything medical right in the beginning, but the whole, um, you know, gear issue and, uh, everything that you're going to need, but you don't actually meet your drill instructors until like, I want to say it's a Friday. Okay. It's like, it's almost a full week. Like it's, it's pickup week and they basically just kind of like show you around. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta, you gotta like wear your, you gotta wear sneakers with your BDUs oh, geez. and it's just like, you know, you always gotta wear your glow belt around and is that your PT belt for oh, yeah. what we have? Okay. Yeah. And it's just, you definitely are the new person right there yeah. that week. Soft true profile basically. Oh, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. And then they bring you right over to the island. Or is that? No, it's all on the island. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So where'd you go after that? You went to, uh, I know you went to. So I went to Camp Geiger after that, which is um, right outside of Lejeune. Okay. Uh, Went for that uh, school of infantry. Okay. Nice. And then you did uh, what? Actually, who'd you get stationed with after Geiger? So after Geiger, I got sent to a Victor unit, uh, one, two. Okay. Um, Out of? North Carolina. Okay. Camp Lejeune. Yeah. So. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like every every moment you had there? Most of them. Yeah. yeah. I know we were talking in a previous podcast that was you growing up, you said uh, it was you had more of like a wanting to go in the, mil- the, the Marine Corps military than, than policing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I found that you know, it's kind of interesting given your, your background of like, you know, your dad's and right. you know, police officer as well. Yeah, he never pushed for that, though, either. Um, and the Marine Corps is kind of just like, I mean, there was a lot of Marines in my family mm-hmm. uh, and servicemen, period. So I just, it always looked fun, you know, hearing stories from, you know, my uncle, my grandfather, yeah. and everyone else. Just like, yeah, I definitely got to go in there and give that a shot. Dude, you got to tell that story about going in right after boot camp. It comes a brand new Lance Corporal right into the, uh, well, because you enlisted as a what? 
You enlisted as a... Oh, my God. (laughs) What did you enlist as? It was a power tech, right? Or something like that? No, yeah. It was... I had my recruiter, you know, sweet-talked me into going an open contract for a bonus (laughs) so that I would leave earlier. Bonus of... Oh, it wasn't much. It was like five grand. <laughs> and after taxes, I don't know, three maybe. Yeah. And uh, so he just wanted to like meet a different quota. So he's like, oh, I'll right. send Phil. He wants to go. Who cares? He'll move He'll move early. I'll give him five grand. Mm-hmm. Difference is he's got to go open contract now. And uh, so he's like, yeah, I know you want to be in the infantry. So I know the master gunnery sergeant at Camp Geiger. So right when you get there. You're going to go and say that you need to speak to Master Gunnery Sergeant. Don't remember his name. And uh, basically the guy in charge of of Camp Geiger, uh, I'd, I'd be willing to bet probably the most senior Marine there. And, <laughs> it comes this brand new, what, E2? Oh, yeah, E2. Yeah, I got uh, meritorious promotion in boot camp. So here I am walking in with my little Mosquito Wings PFC Pelletier. And uh, you knock on the door. Master Gunnery Sergeant, I really want to be in the infantry. You know, I don't want to be what they gave me in boot camp. Dude, and imagine if you you could have, you know. I'd be working on, like, satellites right now. I think yeah. it was, like, a it was a cool job. It just was not what, not what I had yeah. signed up to do. So I just, I'm like, yeah, no, I'll definitely, I'll give it a shot. And I, I would have been so miserable. I probably would have enjoyed it after the fact, but yeah. I would have been so miserable if he would have been like, no. You're an idiot. You have to keep the job that we gave you. <laughs> you could have easily just like, what the hell are yeah. you doing here? Yeah. Go clean rocks for the next eight hours or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Needs in the Marine Corps. You're obviously going where you're supposed to go. <laughs> and I would have been pretty upset right there. <laughs> yeah. And there's you know nothing, nothing you could do. I've signed up for four years. You'd be making 250 a year right now if you did something like that. Oh, probably something great. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> probably got probably would have got recruited out of the Marine Corps from yeah, there. Exactly. But instead you wound up. Going the one two as like machine gunner, machine gunner. That was actually a uh, what was it two forty you were carrying that in that picture? Yeah, in that picture it's a two forty. So the foot patrols we carried two forties, and then obviously yeah. yeah. And then on all the uh, vehicle mounted patrols we had fifty cal and marks. Yeah, mark nineteens. Okay. Nice, nice. And so you had a uh, what a four year career in the Marine Corps and you got out, huh? Four and done. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Wanted to be more, and then didn't want it to be more, and mm-hmm. just. Hey, it is what it is. Four years. Yeah. And then you had the one combat deployment and the other Mew, huh? Yeah. So I had the Afghanistan deployment and ACB deployment and then a full Mew. What's ACB? The Air Contingency Battalion. You got to explain that to me. Yeah. It's a 48-hour notice. Uh, you know, the battalion flies out to any hotspot in the world. That was That's right. You were on... So... You were in the Hormuz, right? When the... Uh, they, the embassy got attacked. Uh, yeah, I was in the med for okay. that, and we were. What we were told is getting ready to go and and do stuff, and it, it was unfortunately didn't happen. And I would have been like a supporting unit for that. They yeah, had, they had more high speed guys around for all that. Still would have been. Yeah, would have been nice. Yeah, but and then you got out and you know became police officer, and here you are today. Here we are today. Yeah. So you know, with this uh, episode, we really don't have a. Uh, an actual outline or anything like that. We're kind of throwing this together because you know what? I kind of, I wanted to remain some, like, I kind of wanted to remain on schedule with this and have the podcast release every, mm-hmm. you know, what I want is every Monday, but at the same time, schedule, life, everything 
yeah. permitting. This is not your only job. So. No, dude. I hope this turns into a job. That'd be freaking great. Oh. Like I was telling Phil, I can't wait till I cut him a $10 check from this one day. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go through all those sponsors we don't have right now. Here's 10 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for your service. <laughs> this does not cover any of the beers that you've drank. <laughs> dude, it actually reminds me you know, of all the candy I've eaten from your kids the past couple of days. I have a bag of a bag for them because <laughs> you owe it to them. I really do. There's a lot of worms. <laughs> There's a bag in the kitchen right now for him. So Perfect. let me get that for you. I'm after. not even going to share it. I'm going <laughs> to eat it myself. Because they, they freaking hate me right now for eating all that. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, we really don't have a uh, an outline for today's episode. We're going to go over a few different things that have been in the news. And, you know, one of them is well, actually the first one we'll talk about right now is the NHL playoffs. And for the Boston Bruins, actually my favorite hockey team uh, of all time. I think they're the best. But their starting goaltender during the actual the NHL playoffs has backed out. And I don't know if you know, Phil, the, the playoffs right now are being held in a couple different cities. One's in Toronto where the Bruins are. And they're like in this bubble, they call it, right? Sure. So Tuka Rask actually pulled out of the playoffs. And they're not allowing fans there. He pulled out of the playoffs because they're too boring, which I think is a load of crap. Yeah, so he used the COVID clause, but then also... Probably said some extra stuff that he shouldn't have. Yeah. Well, can you imagine, though? Like, imagine going through the regular season, and yeah, I get it. It's a complete different... Yeah, their season got shut down, and that stinks. Yeah. I mean, he's Tuca's been a part of three Stanley Cup playoffs. He won one, lost two. Right. Was was he the backup to to Thomas? Thomas, yeah. Or did he come in after? So he was the backup to Timmy in in 11, and then then when Timmy left, I think... I don't know. I forget. Well, I think they started putting in, and I really don't follow hockey, but yeah. I think they started putting in Rask more, right? Or like they were switching off with them, and then Thomas. Yeah, once Timmy left, they uh, yeah. they gave it to Tuca, and I I want to say it was Tuca. Yeah, I could be wrong. Who took him to the Stanley Cup playoffs when they lost against the Chicago Blackhawks? And mm-hmm. I want to say it was 2013, and then obviously they lost last year to yeah. uh, St. Louis. But dude, can you imagine though your number one goaltender and your teammate? Says now, screw this. I want to go home, spend it with my family because this is too boring. Yeah, the boring part is definitely not what he should have added in. Yeah, like, come on, man. This is what we pay you millions of dollars for. Everyone else is out there. No one else has quit. Right. And contrary to the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Where right. they have a, an opt out. But I looked, it's like, I want to say like 60 something players have opted out. There's a ton from the Patriots. It's like, what, eight or something like that? Yeah, it's high. But they have like different categories of opt out too. Because I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. Uh, so I read from the NFL uh, thing. They had a deadline opt-out date. Not that I think you okay. can't now. Um, but uh, so it's like a, just basically like a low-risk opt-out, a high-risk opt-out, which would be like low would be like, I just don't feel comfortable. High-risk would be like you have some type of underlying condition or your family member does. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, and then I think there's a separate one. That would be once you're, once the season's actually started, um, if something happens at yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that if, like, you know, something that kind of makes happens, a lot of but, sense. You know, just to opt out and be like, hey, the season doesn't, you know, after starting it. Right. But there is penalties um, from what I read. Like, if you just choose to opt out because you're uncomfortable with it, um, they give you like a stipend, but I'm sure it's nowhere near what they're normally getting. Really? And the season doesn't count for their. Um, for their years in, in okay, years their retirement, right? Not. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty interesting because 
you know, actually for baseball to even, I was listening to a guy talk and actually there was a cop out of Conway you and I were working a deal with, uh, deal, excuse me, a detail with a couple of years ago. He, he played in the, uh, the MLB for a couple of games mm-hmm. and we were working the camp razor the first time they had one. All right. Yep. And, and I remember listening to a few sports radio shows and they were saying, you have to actually play 50 games or some odd number like that. Maybe even be like 30 in the major leagues to actually start collecting your retirement. Huh? Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, it does. And it's, but it's just, you know, I think it's just crap for too good to back out after the season's already started. He's the number one goalie. They have the best, Right, yeah, they went in record. As, a, as a as a number one seed. Exactly. So, and I get it. I'm sure it's not awesome to be like without all your fans. And it, you know, it's like we've talked about before. You know, it's hard in a training to pretend it's the real thing. Yeah. But that actually is the real thing, just because you know they don't have the fans there. Yeah, exactly. And in in, in the news article that I'm reading, it says the shocking statement came two days after Rask criticized the unusual playoff format, likening it to an, quote, exhibition game, end quote, without the presence of fans. And he says, I want to be on, I want to be with my teammates competing, but at this moment, there are more important things than hockey in my life, and that's being with my family, Rack said in a statement. So I, I can definitely understand where he's coming from. Right. But at the Should have left it at that. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, easy for me to criticize. Yeah, we're not making millions of dollars like he is. Right. Well, he's not. not gonna, he's it. not going to make it either. Now, no. I, I'm imagining he's going to have to take some type of loss or cut. But if he's good with it, then he's good with it. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I think kind of sports in general are shot this year. How many of the college super packs are Dude, not think, playing now? What was it? The entire was uh, at least two out of five last I heard. Out of all, you know the the big yeah, uh, college sports is taking a hit in general. Yeah. Even D1 to D3. So when they were first going back, though, there was a lot of, like, they are only getting called back because those colleges need all of that money mm-hmm. that they bring in. Well, think about and that, it. And that was a huge story around that time. Yeah, just think about all that money that the college, colleges would be losing if they actually just gave up on the complete season. Well, right, Which, because there's no television ads, there's nothing. I mean, this, the – I'm sure the television rights are huge money for those colleges. Who knows what I like? What you and I would do if we're actually put in that position, and to actually, you know, say if we had to go play or whatever. I can say I, I would like to think that I would actually go and play, but I can't say what I would actually do. I'm thinking I would just go and play because I'd be not caring about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's hey, also you I'm, and I talking because we've I'm, never played a, a I'm, professional I'm game like 19 that. 19 years old and I'm in, you know, the best shape of my life and I'm not going to catch it. And if I do, I'll beat it. You know, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a college football athlete. That's, I'm sure that I would probably think that way. Yeah. Maybe exactly. I, I would hope that some of them are probably smarter than me and they make a better decision on why they're playing mm-hmm. or why they're not. But I can see me like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll go play. Sure. I'll, yeah. I'll sign this waiver that says I'm going to. You know, <laughs> if I get COVID on the field. For, for I'm not no, gonna, all kinds of craziness. Yeah. I'm not going to sue the, uh, the the league if I get COVID. Yeah. Especially if they have like in, a, in some sort of bubble. I mean. Well, the problem is how do you bubble that? I mean, I can understand professional football leagues, but college football leagues, that's a lot harder. Yeah. And those teams are a lot bigger too. That's, I think, the other issue. I mean, a basketball team is probably, what, 20 it's 11. something. I mean, normally it's 11 people. Yeah, but how many do they keep on the roster? 11. No, actually, on, like it's dress, be, it's dress for a game. Dress for a game, NBA is 11 people. Really? Yeah. I don't watch it, so yeah. I just, I would have I, I would have thought it was 20-something. Baseball's 25, NBA's 11. 
uh, yeah, football 53 50s yeah 53. exactly so i mean that's, that's so much more challenge. to keep around yeah you know that's five nba teams yeah. just on one exactly so who knows i mean i think the bruins would be all right i'm personally like i love them like i was saying so they're my hometown team but i think they'll be decent you got halak who's gonna kick ass just as good as two guys i think it was in north terms not too well, bad he should either. come in with like a you know this is my time to prove myself yeah exactly and i think you will i think they'll do fine as long as they can uh withstand the injury bug that's probably gonna start plaguing them so yeah, to come back after probably not doing so much, that's going to be rough. I think that's probably where it's harder. Like, yeah. hey, it's now August. We're supposed to be, like, maybe starting some some training camps and <laughs> we're trying to finish the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think about it. And hockey goes until, let's say... It always goes first, way later than I think. Dude, it's like the, the Stanley Cup. Like, if it goes seven games, it'd be almost like July 10th to the yeah. 15th, right around there. It's crazy. Because when, June, June when all of those playoff games, like, take the whole max time, and then the Stanley, you know, the finals take the whole max time, it's like, when is this over? Yeah. yeah. You know, not that I don't like to watch a good hockey game, but it's not something I really sit down and watch all the time. Dude, no, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I'll come over here and watch it and have a beer <laughs> and have a good time, sure. But, yeah. like, it's not going to be, like, my Sunday night. Oh. You know. Dude, what do you think about seeing Brady in the Tampa uniform? Uh, good for him. Me personally, I love it. Yeah, good for him. I think it's good for it's definitely good for him, like you're saying. And it's you know what, I'm for anybody who can stick it to. I'm not saying this about like any personal, but I'm for like the employee like him who who's been getting the shaft for the past how long? Right. How should team? he bend over? From what we've seen, exactly. Obviously, we're not behind the scenes, but yeah. like. You know, Brady's the lowest paid quarterback because he's rescheduled, you know, re what's it called? Redistributing his yeah, contract yeah. so that the Pats can have more money for other players. Yeah. That's awesome. And it makes you think he's he's a great player. You know, and I'm sure at this point, Patriots are always looking at, you know, their bottom dollar and they're like, ah, he's what, forty three. Yeah, exactly. We do not want to pay you any more than we have to. Yeah, and he's like, nah. I'm sure there's another team that'll pay me. I love it because you know what I mean. Yeah, he didn't really have that many offers, but at the same time, who's looking at their roster? Probably everyone saying, "How can we get Tom Brady in a roster?" And they're just that yeah, just for that, two years, just to just yeah. to hype up, just to just to teach their next quarterback. Yeah, exactly. And you know, so every team's looking at that, whether or not they can actually afford it. I want to say it's going through each GM's mind for at least two seconds that say, "How can I get Brady in a roster?" We can't do it. Okay, on to the next. Hell yeah! But you know what? Well, I don't think anyone thought that he wasn't going to retire a Patriot until all of a sudden. He, he's didn't. like, no, I'm done. Oh, done man. with the Pats. And that was heartbreaking. The only thing was heartbreaking was that commercial during the Super Bowl. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, maybe he didn't even know at that point, but. I want, I don't know. You don't think so? I'm sure he thought it was an option. Yeah. But that was a pretty, uh, that was pretty low blow to everyone up here, I think. Yeah, it was like, my heart was yeah, you know, hitting my throat at that time. Like, yeah, I'm, not don't don't leave, man. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Like, yes, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, one more year. You know what? It's for him to stick it to his. I don't say his bosses or whatever, but like the people who have been treating him like crap for the past twenty freaking years. I think it's good on him. Good for his. I love that he somehow got Gronk to go with him. Oh, Gronk's the man. Gronk I mean, is the man. I think that's just going to be fun to go see them play and hopefully just have a good time. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Do you think they're going to let any fans in the stands? Probably not, huh? I I don't see it happening. I'm assuming they're going to follow suit like everyone else has done. 
No fans in the stands. I can't. I mean, that's. I don't. It's me, but it can be done. Yep, six feet apart, two rows in between. So you're gonna have if a seventy thousand person stadium, you're gonna can, have seven thousand people in it. Yeah, whatever. It's no, that's than, fine. That's I mean, aw- and that's awesome if you want to pay ten thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, not. Yeah, yeah I can't. Uh, well, I don't know. You might every now and then. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get you. No, it's one of those things. Like, I don't know. I would if I could. Yeah, It'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't? But then you're gonna be like. Okay, well, I came here with you, so yeah. we drove in the same car. Why can't I sit next to you? But we have to sit six, you know, six seats apart. Who knows what they're gonna do? And obviously, that's just my mind's running now, trying to figure out how they're gonna do yeah, that. Well, but you know, I think it can be done with just like planning and whatnot, and actually policing it would probably be would probably be the uh, the hardest thing. Yeah. Well, but then what? I mean, you got. You know, commercial breaks. Everyone gets up, gets up, takes a walk over yeah. the concession stands. I mean, those stadiums are huge, and even with you know a quarter capacity, you're going to spread those lines six foot in between every person. There's not yeah. enough room. Exactly, exactly. Well, the more you think about it, the less likely it is. But whatever, maybe a little bit less. Yeah, I'm so, sure. Th- I'm sure there will be lucky people who get to go and watch games live, but that. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to be me. Yeah. Hey, who knows? So on to the, uh, the second story we have here. The Pentagon formed a new task force to investigate UFOs. First thing I find interesting about that is they put it under the Navy. What do you mean? The actual task force itself? Yeah. Not Space Force, not the Air Force. The Navy. The Navy. And then... So, a bunch so of think, so thinking UFOs. So thinking about it, though, it is like... I mean, what, 70, 75, 80% of the world's covered in water? I'm sorry, my geography teacher, I don't remember yeah, right, the exact right. percentage. But like, so the Navy covers most of the world, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, from that perspective, that makes sense. And I'm sure a lot of sightings happen over water. Yeah. But I don't get why we wouldn't give that to the Air Force or the Space Force. Literally, that's why we formed this, well, not why we formed the Space Force, obviously, but. But in hopes now. of. Yeah, exactly. And. Where I call a crock of shit is where it says the Pentagon forms a new task force to investigate UFOs. Okay, well, actually, reading it now, it changes my mind. New task force doesn't mean it was the first one right. at all. This right. is this is the, probably the first one that they've gone public with. Public with, yeah. Area 51's had like 30 different ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it says the new task force will be overseen by the Department of the Navy and will report to the office under the Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. In April, the Pentagon declassified three videos captured by U.S. Navy pilots that appear to show unidentified flying objects. Dude, what is your opinion on this? Mine is kind of changed recently. It's, I don't think that they're actual objects or UFOs entering our atmosphere. And I think that... It, I'm 95%. That's what I'm going with. I don't think that there are actual things that have entered the Earth's atmosphere. I think it's some sort of time warp. Hmm. I do. I completely believe in them. Completely believe in Benny, Betty and Barney Hill that were, that took place just down the street in uh, Lincoln when they were the first Americans or first people to say that they were abducted or had a UFO uh, encounter. But I, I completely believe in UFOs. I'm a ghost person as well. So, you know what? Give me shit if you want to. Whatever. But I'll, uh, do, it, I'll do it privately. <laughs> do, do it right here. I don't care. But uh, I think that it's some sort of time warp. It has to be some sort of time continuum that is... You look at how these things are operating. 
They're so you're not, talking high speed quantum physics stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. Because look at uh, I can't I can't remember the guy who's on uh, Rogan's podcast, the commander, and I listened to his account of mm-hmm. the actual navy footage of this. Was these these things are going from sixty thousand feet for sake of argument down to three feet above the water in a matter of a blink of an eye, and then going. You know, and I, don't get me wrong. You're a Navy person over there, Marine Corps. Um, you can tell me the front of the the front of the boat is at the stern. No, the bow. The bow. Obviously, the the bow. bow. There we go. The bow, the bow rider. Yeah, yeah. The bow and off the. So it's going 80 miles off the bow of the plane, the front end of the plane, whatever. To like right. the another nose. the plane, we call it a nose. I don't freaking. Know it's not you. we. I mean, I'm sorry to say that, but it's, <laughs> it's just the nose of the plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to about what 80 miles off the back of it, also in a blink of an eye. So. I think it's got to be some sort of time warp. I don't know what your uh, opinion is on that. I just don't know. Do I think that in UFOs or I don't know about the time warp. I guess I didn't think that deeply into it. Does it make sense? I mean, and I I watch Star Trek and Star Wars and yeah. all that stuff. So like, I'm as far as that sci-fi stuff. I'm familiar with it. Imperial stormtrooper right here, man. Absolutely. Man, I love stormtroopers, but uh, <laughs> I guess I didn't think that deeply that that's how it that's how they come in. But there has to be obviously some type of way for that. If if aliens exist and they're coming and visiting, dude, how can they not and exist? They, and they come and visit Earth. They're not doing it the way that we can think that they're doing it. So they're they're doing it on a totally different level that we have no comprehension of. So I do I do agree with that. How they do it. I don't know. And if, you, if we call that a time warp or something like yeah, that, okay. or bending time, you know what I mean? Bending space, that makes sense. Are you calling aliens as in Mars Attacks aliens? Are you Have you seen Mars Attacks, I assume? Yeah, that's like the comedy spoof. Yeah, with the Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Remember that? And uh, Yeah, he does the voice of one of the aliens, right? No, he's in the movie. Okay, what's, I, don't, I don't know what the ones I'm no, thinking of. Dude, you've never you've never seen that movie. Mm. Okay, so are you thinking like Independence Day aliens, or are you thinking like Star Trek aliens? Like, there's another form. Like sure, of, like Star Trek aliens. I okay. think that I think that I would hope that we're closer to like we're just going to make contact with someone at some point, as opposed to like we're just going to get invaded and hopefully not get our asses kicked. And we need Will, Los Angeles. We dude. need Will Smith back in his F-18, <laughs> you know, fight, fight, fighting him <laughs> off and then punching an alien in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, or bad Los Angeles, which is the under uh, one of the most underrated movies. If you ever ask me, it's so gung ho. Dude, it really is. It's, it's such so... a moto. Movie, <laughs> it's so great though. When it, when it came back on Netflix, like what, three months ago? I, think I, I watched, watched it eight times. I like, own it and weeks. I watched yeah. it. Oh, yeah, I had to. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's such a great movie, though. It is. No, it's good. The special effects in it, I think, were actually pretty decent. Yep. No, I and thought so. The storyline is. I thought they, I thought they did decent job of actually like looking, sounding like Marines too, um, and acting appropriately. I mean, for for the most part, there's just so much. Moto stuff in it that's just like nah. So do you think they're like this? And for those who can't see this right now, it's a Mars Attacks. Jack Nicholson plays the the parent uh, president. I feel like I've never seen this. You've never seen this movie. Go 
Glenn Close. I couldn't think of her name. I know it's. I know I've seen parts of it, or I remember seeing that, but I, just, I guess I've never seen the full thing. 1996. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch it when it came out. How old were you then? I would have been six. Freaking young buck. Seven. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I completely believe in them, you know, and I don't I think that they're... <sighs> well, here's what I'll say about the Pentagon thing. I think I think if they're out there and if they've already been here and the government knows about it, they're not going to say that they knew about it prior or they're going to start just like slowly talking about it a little well, bit Well, which more. is what they've been doing. So you look at COVID when COVID right. started in March, middle of March sometime. Yep. That's when they started slowly leaking these UFO articles out. Yeah, because people aren't paying attention, but they're like, oh, we said something back in 2020 during the pandemic. Yeah. That's and, when we had the information out. And so why why is that? That's why I'm asking. Dude, and you, you want me to tell you what how the government does what it does because that ain't, yeah, ain't going to happen. Yeah, exactly. We still don't know why it does. And yeah, and it says a new task force will be overseen by the Department of Navy like we talked about. And the U.S. Navy has previously led efforts to look into un- unidentified aerial phenomena since the service branch has reported several encounters involving the aircraft. In April, the Pentagon declassified three videos captured by U.S. Navy pilots that appear to show unidentified flying objects. Two of the videos contain U.S. service members commenting on how quickly the object moves, while another speculates that the unidentifiable object could be a drone. I mean, yeah. I, sure. Have you ever been to MUFON? On the what? MUFON. M-U-F-O-N dot com. I don't think so. so. You can like go on there and... It's you can have almost like a live map of live Google map of the US and mm-hmm. you can zoom in in different areas and it'll show you almost I believe the last time I was on was last week when I was working midnights and <laughs> in the middle of the dark actually listening to a uh, the Betty and Barney Hill one of the podcasts that they've done kind of freaking myself out alright um, and you go on there and you can actually zoom in and click on different like UFO encounters so I was clicking on ones in our area and some of them can be, you know, you can obviously say, "Hey, it looks like a like a uh, like a drone or some sort of satellite, sure. or you know, some sort of high flying aircraft." Because you can, one of the ones where I went onto my flight radar twenty four track or whatever it is, the app that I have, you can see where certain planes are, the ones that are actually like going long distance, yeah, the yep. ones that are flying overhead and whatnot. Yeah, no, I've so, seen stuff like that. I've never been on like a UFO tracker. That's pretty, yeah. So obviously, though, with technology only getting better i mean any person can have an iphone think about what an iphone can do compared to what you know someone could do five years ago without an iphone right so the recording and the fact that they can get their story out there so much easier now too with every you know social media platform i think that also has to do with the fact that these are coming out more and it's being more publicized. Well, dude, you think about it, like, when you say technology, like, on, sitting on this desk, we have more technology than they did in the first spacecraft. Like, yeah. the first, like, one of the uh, Gemini series or the first ever Apollo series. Right. Just Absolutely. think about that and, like, technology that's been, how it's been advanced and whatnot. But, yeah, like you said, it's, you know, to actually capture these things is, actually, it's, I think it's pretty cool and that website is, uh, 
you know, you can look up different ones that have been in the area and they can, I don't know how you can actually like go in and submit a quote citing and then how it actually gets published on the website. But well, I would hope that they do some type of light fact checking or something. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, you can also make stuff. I mean, we talked about CG a minute ago with the alien movie. How is, you know, someone who's smart enough and has a nice computer or two nice computers and the right programming, I mean, they can probably go in and make something and blur it out a little bit. Oh, I shot this last night. Dude, you know, like the looking... video I sent you with a guy getting run over by the boat the first time. Remember that a couple days <sighs> yeah, ago? Totally, totally and... fake, but in that moment, <laughs> just because you read that little caption yeah. with it, it's like, no way. Dude, I jumped when I first saw that. <laughs> no, I, 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 it shocked me the first time. And, I, and immediately, though, you're like, oh, that was fake. But it's just like that first moment. You're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, but exactly. That, kid, that kid's going to get hit. Yeah, I know, right? But, uh, but yeah, like you're saying, like technology all takes is one little thing. And, right. You know, and especially something like that where you're being set up for it. You go into a website where you're looking for that stuff. You can be set up for it, you know? Yeah. You know, in one of the in one of the videos, guy goes, "They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Look at that thing, dude." The first person says, "It's rotating," or exclaims, "It's rotating." President Donald Trump has pre- previously described the U.S. Navy's footage as "quote a hell of a video," unquote, and told Reuters that he wonders if it's "quote real." In June, the Senate Intelligence Committee voted that the Pentagon, as well as the intelligence community leaders, should provide a public analysis of the encounters. Dude, I don't know. I think we got something. I think we have some sort of... It's either a spalian, uh, excuse me, an alien spacecraft, or it's some sort of, what they're going to probably say, some sort of debris from an unidentified craft that they can't explain. Well, think about like, you know, you send a satellite up and that thing gets hit by a meteorite and now it crashes back to Earth. So there's going to be elements on that that aren't right. something that you recognize, well, maybe, is, you know well, what I mean? Yeah, which is funny because in the Betty and Barney Hill incident, and I just like was re- uh, listening about this on another podcast mm-hmm. called, uh, St- I think it was Strange Arrivals, and it was specific to Betty and Barney Hill. Um, but what they did after they had this encounter, they went through hypnosis back in, I think it was the very early 60s when this happened. But they went through hypnosis, and actually on their vehicle, they had different, uh, like, space dust, you could say, mm-hmm. on the vehicle. And you the what they were told to do was bring a compass out to it. And when they brought a compass out to it, it started spinning in all these different directions. Hmm. So, like I said, it's, who knows, you have different things left over on the vehicle or whatever it is. Right. I've never, uh, I've never read their story or anything like that. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, just because sounds it's, interesting. It's, I just, the it part, comes, part, part of me just immediately dismisses it. Like, nah, you weren't abducted. I can't, I can't handle that. <laughs> yeah, for me, I love it because it's from this area. My mind is opening a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not opening. And I'm not going to believe that this guy got abducted by aliens. Because all I think of is that is that guy at the end of Independence Day flying his little plane up into uh, up into oh, the spaceship. What the hell's his name? 
Oh, Rest man. in peace. Yep. Is it Chase? What a war Poor hero. Glenn. What is some moto? But uh, <laughs> I just that—that's what I think of when I when people Russell talk, T- uh, Russell Russell T. No, Russell oh. T. Chase Case Cass something like that. Oh man, <laughs> Russell T. Chase, sir. <laughs> Good movie. One Great of the best. Movie. Never Great. saw the new one. Ah, me either. I no no, and no. I just. It's kind of something that's on the list. Like, I'll watch it eventually, but I'm not. I don't know if it's ever going to meet the first one. It's kind of like watching Super Troopers 2. I'm like, is it going to be as good as the first one? Can it's it, not. Well, we were just having a conversation the other day. Can it ever be as good as the first one? You, I don't think you can judge it against the first one. I think you have to judge it as a separate movie. You have to realize that it is connected, but you have to view it as a separate movie. Because we were talking about Jurassic Park. And right. I, I just started four last night, didn't finish it. But, uh, the first one's obviously like a classic, like you and I saying, right? And and then the other two are good in their, in their, own, in their right. in their own rights. They're different, you know. The story continues, but they're different stories, and I think that they do a good job with that. Did Steven Spielberg direct all of them? Uh, the five? I don't know. I, don't I think know. he. I want to say I was looking up last night that he was Jurassic Park. There, they've done five. They're coming up with a sixth one that I saw in, when I did the old Google search engine last night. Yep. Um, it's actually he just got released this year in a statement that they were going to make a dressing park six. So I'm, I'm, I love make, the movie. That makes sense that they're going to, they're not just going to do like two extra. They're going to do three. Yeah. I mean, geez, and they might even do four, you know, the Is third and fourth Star Wars would be like continued. You know Dude, what I mean? How many times can you have the same plot line over and over and over again from that movie? I love it. Don't get me wrong, but right. At the same time, like yeah, okay. we're gonna go onto the island. We know that we should not go on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just gonna be dangerous. Dinosaurs. On. <laughs> You're talking ten hours of a movie where yeah. they just keep doing the same thing. Like, okay, you know how many invasions did they try and fail okay, well, and retry after that? Right, but unfortunately, that's entertainment. Look at the the horror movies and stuff. Hey, don't go into that closet. That's a dead <laughs> yeah, end when right. someone's chasing you through your house with a knife. Right, exactly. You know, and there's hours hundreds of thousands of hours of movies of that exact <laughs> yeah. thing happening i don't know at the same time like come on now you you think the, the governments across the world be like yeah let's just bomb the shit out of this island and, and call it good i mean yeah the dinosaurs didn't do anything quote wrong no the, the governments the, would go on there and try and get the dinosaurs and then that's where the movies come from yeah there you go all right good idea but yep. i don't know see so, yeah, i'm in the middle of four now i haven't finished it yet so i'll probably finish it after you leave tonight but uh i might is it on netflix right now no, no, I had okay. I had bought like so I thought I bought the five pack, but I bought one and I bought one through four, and it came with a few uh, of the three D movies as well. So it's not too bad. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, nice. All right, guys. So that'll be pretty much it for tonight. I feel like you got anything else you want to bring up? Not tonight. I'm I'm cooked, literally and uh, figuratively. Three so. days in the sun. Yeah, three days in the sun. I'm I'm burnt and I'm tired. Dude, almost 33 years old and I went tubing the other day and I freaking thought I was dying. And it was just my, my shin it's just slamming. Sore. It's a whole different type of like <laughs> physicalness not that you don't remember. anymore. Yeah, you're not that flexible anymore. No, exactly. Like it did the last time I think I got thrown off. I don't know. And I almost lost my, uh, my shorts underneath the water. Right. It was, Dennis is like, dude, you got skipped across the, the yeah. And when you get skipped, it's not like, 
on my it's back. It's not easy. I think getting skipped is definitely worse. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden, like, the water will brake check you, <laughs> and you're done. You're like, oh, I got to stop right there. Exactly. No, it was fun, though. I mean, it's just... Now I know why, like, when I asked my parents to go when I was younger, my aunt and uncle, whoever was pulling the boat or on the boat at that time, they're like, yeah, no thanks. Right. Because <laughs> they no. had to go to work the next day, and they don't want to go. They don't want to go like that. Bruised, their legs swollen, yeah. my... My right leg got sympathy pains because oh, my left one is beat up right now. <laughs> but, you know, just kind of like counterbalancing yourself with the weight and everything, just dragging that foot or whatever it is. But yeah, that's why I got to get into wake surfing. That looks a little bit, uh, I'm sure it's hard, but I think once you're doing it, like it's definitely lower speed. So if you fall, I mean, you're just kind of falling in the water. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. See, I don't know if I trust myself with that, man. I, be too free. You are not coordinated. I've seen you on a paddleboard, so I'm going to say Dude, you're, pro- I, you're I probably up, right. I was you're probably up on right. the paddleboard. All right. Ugh. I fell off. How many times? What? I don't know. Twice, uh, maybe three times. Uh, a half dozen. And it, oh, shit, it was not that much. And I lost your uh, your Yeti beer. Uh, yes, you whatever did. that thing is cooler almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that sunk right on the right to the uh, ground. See, I don't know if I trust myself just because I'd be too afraid of the prop being there. Yeah, well, it, you have to do it on a boat out. that's designed for it. There's a cover so basically we, over the prop. Plus, you're like, you're close, but you're still like, yeah. I mean, you if know, you eight, fall, ten feet behind the boat, the you, you fall. See. The boat's going forward already. Yeah. yeah. So you're all set. But I mean, the videos they see, it looks like the people are just like two or three feet back. I mean, I think you can get that close, but most of them, I think, are probably they're. I think reality they're pushing like do what's my, what's eight, gonna, 10 feet what's gonna happen to me i'm gonna go straight into the back of the mouth teeth first the back of the boat you could that that would be my luck i would probably be be there to watch so <laughs> i can imagine that is your luck oh yeah hey guys so uh if you like the podcast go on instagram please like us go on apple uh, itunes and spotify stitcher whatever it is however you listen to podcasts please like subscribe and you know we have a few ratings out there if you guys leave a comment we will read them we also looking out for uh looking for ideas if you guys have anything that you would like us to talk about we have different experiences throughout life that i think we can offer some insight into you know what it's just even if it's just another person's opinion uh what you got going on in your life and you want someone someone else to Talk about it. You want to remain anonymous? Go right ahead. Shoot us a DM. Shoot us an email. Appointmentpodcast at gmail.com. However you want to get a hold of us. And we will uh, talk about it. Phil, you got anything else you wanted to bring up tonight, man? No, I'm good. You nailed it. Uh, anyone has a rainy day topic, we got Google. If we don't know it, then we'll look it up and we can uh, we can check it out for you. Yeah, exactly. You know what? So we, have, we do have a bunch of uh, good interviews that are coming up. We have to make our way down. To Pipe Dream Brewery, get those guys on. We gotta make our way over to Donut Love and get Mike on the show. Mm-hmm. Guy I went to SWAT school with who uh, left the police department and opened up two donut shops. He's got a great story and very inspirational one, and uh, one I know he'd want to talk about. I uh, got in touch with Justin McKinney, who, people who are from the North Shore of Mass, the Maine and New Hampshire areas may know Justin as a former. Deputy Sheriff from the state of Maine, who is a comedian as well. I think he's been on a bunch of shows, include like the uh, light, the late night, excuse me, the late show with David Letterman. I think the night show with David Letterman. Excuse me, I can't remember what it's called. So it wasn't, yeah, Letterman had it before 
Fallon, right? Isn't that? Yeah. No, that's the He's, Tonight Show. The Tonight Show. Holy shit! I think that's the one. Don't I don't ask know. me. Oh. There's too many late shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, get too old. Late to shows, up Tonight Shows, dark shows. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but either way, Justin said uh, he'd be willing to come on the show, hoping to get Dick, the Destroyer, Kimber on the show as well, and uh, talk to him about his career growing up in the mean streets of Lynn, Mass, to make his way to the world. Kickboxing Hall of Fame, uh, also his career within law enforcement as well. He's like the one of the original like street fight, you know, not MMA, but yeah, I mean, he know, did. that that style of that of that fighting. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he was back in my father was watching him, and they, they kind of grew up like not together, but well, you know, we'll get into it when Dick's right. on the show. But um, they uh, my dad grew up watching him and. No, listen to the stories about hey, you know Dick Kimber and all that sort of stuff. He lives up in your area, then meeting him and and uh, you know my dad at our, our age watching his sure. flights and whatnot back in the early nineties and uh, yeah, just getting his his story. I think it'd be cool to hear. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, exactly. You got a few other police police officers and military people that are gonna come on the show as well. And like I said, if you have anything you want us to talk about, get in touch with Phil and I either on social media through our email address or on iTunes, Spotify, either one of those, and we will be in contact with you guys. Phil, any closing thoughts? Good night and good luck. All right. Out.